0: Welcome to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, a resource for Muslim women to learn about money, how to create it, grow it, and to protect it. Money is easy. All that's needed is the right mindset. I'm your host, Dr. Saima Ali, with life coaching tools to truly help you create wealth in all areas of your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast. This episode is very close to my heart. One of my best friends from high school published her own book, and I just couldn't wait to talk to her about it, how she got there, and how she published, and what her plans are in the future. I do not have any creative or artistic skills in me, but I am blessed to have friends who who do and are amazing artists. So she wrote a book, and I am going to read her introduction to you as it should be in her own words, because I just cannot be creative enough with these introductions. So Sana Fayaz, my best friend from high school, is a creative who loves being a student of life. She enjoys the beauty of a beginner's mind. She took root in the crowded streets of Pakistan, sprouted in the concrete jungles of New York, and bloomed in the deserts of Saudi Arabia. She spent a couple of years there after she got married, and we're so happy to have her back in the U.S. She's also known as the Sacred Keeper of Memories, religious gathering meaningful moments through writing as a way to connect with humans and building bridges across chasms. Honestly, I don't even know what half of these words mean. Anyways, she is currently residing in suburban New York with her husband and three beautiful, beautiful daughters. And she is just a furry pet away from living the white picket fence American dream, inshallah. And she has her own website, which you can visit at sanafayaz.com. And you can message her there and connect with her further. And without any further words from me, I'd like to take you to our talk that we did together. I hope you enjoy. So, Sana, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. I can't tell you how proud I am to be talking to you as an author. I can remember you always saying that you want to be a writer, and I never doubted that you will be an amazing author and have publications on every day, but still, to be in this position after you have written and you are an author, it just feels amazing. So thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much, Saima. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Okay, thank you. So first, before I start asking all my questions, can you tell us a little about yourself? How did you become an author what do you like to do where do you live you know just a little bit about your life okay so i was born in pakistan and i came to the u.s when i was 10 i grew up here in new york
1: and when i got married i got the opportunity to live in Riyadh and jeddah so i've been always moving around through different cultures east and west and currently i reside in east meadow new york with my three kids and my husband and growing up um I used to write, but just for myself, and I took some creative writing courses, which I really enjoyed, and I also had some teachers and professors tell me that maybe you should write for a living, but you know how that is in South Asian families. Writing is not really considered a serious vocation. It's either, you know, you have to be a doctor, or you have to be an accountant, something that's viable and more financially sound, so I never really thought that I should be a writer so i went towards other avenues and then i had kids and i was mostly like a homemaker i really actually didn't have a career and just this last year i i've been talking about being a writer and i you know i shared that with you for so many years but i actually never got down to sit and write and share that with the world and finally 2020 was the year I mean, it was a year where it was very difficult for so many people. And at the same time, it gave me this opportunity
0: to pause and actually give this writing thing a shot and share it with the world. That's awesome. So I know you wanted to be a writer always, but when did you realize that you could publish and be like a professional writer and actually publish and write books?
1: So before it was mostly like a dream, like an airy fairy dream. oh yeah i'm gonna write these wonderful books and people are gonna read them i'm gonna be on the new york times bestseller list as all (laughs) dreams are (laughs) they're not very tangible and just last year i joined this community where there were writers and in this community we got to share our work i got to see their work they got to see mine and there it was something really beautiful it was like this beautiful cocoon where we were just nourishing each other so something that i would write might inspire someone else and something that they would write or you know make music out of that would inspire me and i just saw how this creativity force is so magical like it has this you know opportunity for us to really change our own stories so i thought why have my work be collecting dust where it can just go out in the world and actually you know impact someone like whatever i might write might resonate with someone and that just makes it all you know worth
0: it That's awesome. And uh, where are you in your journey right now? How many books have you published and how many are on the way? Well, I would say I'm a baby
1: author right now. (laughs) So I have written one book. It's called Chai Chats, Personal Essays to Fill Your Cup. And currently I'm uh, writing a first draft of a memoir. It's about the time I had lost my daughter. So I'm currently working on that one, but Chai
0: Chats is on Amazon. Okay, awesome. And Mm -hmm. Where do you usually get your ideas and information to write your book from?
1: For me, every single day is an inspiration. So like little moments where I'm spending time with my kids, we're just cleaning up the house. I'll find like little tidbits, moments from there. And I like to craft stories from there. I like to make connections. Just a few days ago, I was brushing my oldest daughter's hair and she has massive hair now because, you know, COVID happened. And We didn't get to have a haircut for more than a year now Mm -hmm. and i was just thinking and we had this conversation where she was saying oh mom i want to be on minecraft and you know all these other wonderful gaming things that the kids have and i was like oh no you can't be on that because you know i don't feel comfortable and i thought this is what rapunzel rapunzel's mom must feel like (laughs) because you know she made this big tower and she constructed this tower to make her safe and I was like,
0: oh, wait, that's a really great connection that I can write about. Oh, wow. That is pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. how, how protective we are as, uh, as parents and, and then the limitations that we have when we are making them ready to go into this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So How long does it usually take you to write a book or an essay or like a segment?
1: Well, if it's something, if it's an essay, I would say it would take me a week. And for something like a book, it takes much longer. I've been working on this book for a year now. And uh, sometimes inspiration strikes. That's very, you know, that's not all the time. But when it does strike, you can, you know, it could be done in a day. I'm talking about an essay. But that also happens when you're like showing up every single day and you have your butt in the chair and you're writing. It doesn't happen like out of the blues and inspiration might strike you. You know, because we have these thoughts where, oh yeah, the muse will come and I will think of something great. The muse only comes to you when you're writing every single day.
0: That's interesting. So would you say you find writing process to be exhausting at times or more inspiring? Because we look at artists like you know, painters and even authors and other artists as something that they're doing something that they love. But does it also come at an emotional cost of exhaustion and other things? it definitely does yeah I just recently watched
1: the movie soul I'm not sure if you saw it yes I loved it it was so amazing (laughs) I loved it too and it's you know when he uh the main character he says oh yeah this is my purpose in life to be a musician and I was like I can so relate to him like I feel like this is my you know I just started this writing thing and I've always wanted to do it this is my purpose But then at the same time, we're also, you know, this is a part of your life. You know, the real message was to, you know, enjoy every single moment. And are you enjoying, like, sometimes you can be so absorbed into this that you get it because instead of, you know, making it as a point of uh, nourishment, it could also be something that takes away from your life. So Mm -hmm. you really have to have a balance. Like, you know, it still should sustain and nourish you. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, it should be challenging enough that you want to do it. So there is an emotional cost to it. Because right now I'm writing um, the book. in you know, one of the most challenging times in my life when I had lost my daughter. And while I'm writing it, I can feel the physical pain of that whole process all over again. It's as if I'm reliving that whole trauma.
0: Hmm.
1: uh, I have to really, you know, do a lot of self care.
0: Wow. What are you calling that book? That you're writing,
1: I have no idea yet. No title yet. <laughs> I'm that, yeah, I'm in that process where I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm gonna write, and uh, it will come to me. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. And I know the purpose of that book is to share your own emotions and the own journey, your own journey that you went through. Um, but I'm sure it also has. Uh, it'll also relate to so many moms who have lost their babies and what they went through. Any. Um, special message from that book that you would like to discuss or pass on today i think the main
1: message i would want the readers to take away from that book is as a society we shy away from grief mm-hmm. and, um, grief is something that we need to be present for and we have this idea that once we're healed from grief once we go to x amount of therapy sessions you know, we'll be done and over with. And there will come a point where we will look back at it and we'll be like, yes, we are healed. That Mm -hmm. is not how grief works. It's something of a spiral, you keep on revisiting it over and over again. And that is okay. As long as you're growing, as long as you're facing, you're brave enough and courageous enough to Mm -hmm. face that grief head on, it's completely worth it.
0: And that was something I, I learned, away, learned from you. I, we do shy away from grief as a society. And we try not to talk about the people who have passed away and especially babies for the mother because we think it's going to cause more grief for the mom and they won't like it. They won't want to talk about it. But I think what I learned from you was that you did want to talk about your daughter and you didn't want to forget her. You didn't want people to forget her, you know, thinking that she, like, she didn't exist, but she did exist. She was a person and she was here and we can talk about her. And now we talk about her on her birthday and, you know, remember her. And that, that was really a beautiful lesson that I learned from you i I used to not talk to women who had lost their kids about their kids, and uh yeah, then I guess that part is avoiding grief and trying to be shy shying away from it so and and the mother is always in that part, I guess she's always experiencing that, so it's not like you know we may bring it on more, I guess,
1: yeah, you know it's about honoring that person who was there,
0: yeah, yeah. And then in the future, do you know which path you want to take as an author? Do you want to write about fiction, nonfiction, any other genre?
1: Well, when I started out, remember I used to tell you I want to write children's stories? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. And for some reason, what really came naturally for me was writing about my own stories, Mm -hmm. like my own everyday to day living. And that genre is called memoir
0: and currently I'm
1: writing a memoir because it become you know it's I really appreciate authors who write fiction mm-hmm. because I'm like wow you guys have such a rich imagination for some reason at this point in my life nonfiction flows out of me
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you know, I'm just respecting that.
0: Yes. And yeah. and I really love your writing. Like whenever I'm reading it, I feel like I'm really present in the moment and I can see everything happening. I remember the first time we shared your writing, you didn't Tell me that it was your writing you just sent something and it seemed like an essay or something and i just started reading it and i thought oh wow this is such a beautiful book i'm gonna ask her what book is this you know i want to i want to get the full book and read it and i didn't realize it was your writing until i read the names of the characters <laughs> which, which was your family members <laughs> and <laughs> And and since I had been to your home, I could like really picture you being there in your kitchen with the boiling and everybody complaining and being there. So it was just, and that's the moment. I was like, wow, she is an amazing writer. Like, you know, before we talk about our dreams and stuff and everybody says they want to do this and do that, but we don't really, you know, see it until you see the actual <laughs> evidence. So that was just like so beautiful to see that. And then even your book, when you wrote it, I've read, uh, you know, first parts of it. I'm still like going through it, given the maternity and everything. It's yes. been a little time consuming with other things, but I still love it. And, I, you know, I, I know you're going to be a great author and everything. You are a great author. I know you're going to be very famous and everything too. <laughs> Thank you. Tama. And I just want to take this
1: moment to say, I still remember, I think this was two years ago and you sent me a gift and uh, it was a journal with a really wonderful pen and i still have that mug with me right here i know our pe- you know people can't see it but it's a mug which says i'm a writer and you might be killed in a story <laughs> so i you know that gift meant a lot to me you have no idea because at that point i wasn't actively writing for people i was just writing for myself and to have that one person who really believes in your dreams that's something very it can change your world. So thank you so much for always, even when I wasn't, you know, like out there and not sharing my writing.
0: Yay, that's awesome. So what does it take to get a book published? I know a lot of things have changed over recent years. How did you publish your book? What was the process of that?
1: Well, nowadays it's so accessible. Like if you are really, if you're a hard worker, Mm -hmm. uh, you can publish a book. So you know you have to have the resilience first of all and you have to believe in your message whatever message you're trying to convey you have to really believe in it because uh, writing a book is not easy i mean it is easy now like the whole publishing process i published mine through amazon kdp mm-hmm. you can upload it the you know software is really nice and then in a day or two your book is published so if yeah. you're going the self-published route
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I I don't know. I haven't dealt with traditional publishing yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the self-publishing route is fairly very easy. But every single day you have to come and sit down and uh, write words.
0: Okay. Whether it's like,
1: you know, 200 words per day, you have to consistently write. And this is not a lone effort. You know, I used to think like, oh, yeah, just write a book. That's it, right? You have editors. You have, you know, the person who's going to do your cover art. And uh, there's a lot of uh, collaboration involved in this
0: process. I was gonna actually ask you about your cover photo. It's really beautiful. Uh, How did you design that or who did that? Well, actually I came up
1: with it myself. Uh, So I photographed it. Um, I went hunting for a chai picture and I wasn't able to find one. So I thought, why not create my own? (laughs) One day I just brewed like four cups of chai and I uh, found the nicest teapot that I had, which was gifted by my mom on a, a birthday.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, you know, the teapots never usually come out unless there are guests right. coming over. So I poured that in there. <laughs> I started taking pictures of, you know, chai pouring in a cup. And I finally landed on a picture that I really liked.
0: Wow, I really loved it. I thought it was a professionally done picture from some photographers. It's, it looks really nice. So. <laughs> Any message you would like to pass on to somebody who wants to be a writer, what they can do, especially somebody who might be young. Now, I know you in college, you majored in accounting. It was not writing. Um, So can they major in something else and still want to be a writer or what would you suggest to them?
1: Definitely. So many of the authors who I have had the pleasure of working with, currently I'm working with an author in uh, one of her mastermind groups. So she actually has a master's in creative writing MFA. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And she says that degrees don't really matter. What really matters is that you want to write something and you want to show up for it every single day. It sounds very simple, but like when you do it, it's not that simple. (laughs) So it really doesn't matter what degree you have, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a writer's degree. And uh, you have to really believe in yourself. Like sometimes, you know, I, I'm reading over my first draft and I'm thinking, what in the world? Like, who's going to read this? <laughs> <laughs> that critical voice comes out. Right. You yes. just have to trust the process and stick with it.
0: Okay. And who is your favorite author?
1: Oh, I have um, many favorite authors. Right now I'm uh, reading this book called The Return by mm-hmm. Hisham Matar. M- 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 and it's an awesome book, I definitely recommend it. Okay, and if you could
0: be any character in a book, who would you choose and why? That's such a difficult question. (laughs) Okay.
1: Wow. So I'm thinking about the classics right now.
0: I don't know if I would wanna be a character in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in your own books that you are writing where you are writing about yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm writing about myself. Yeah, I don't think I would like to be a character because, you know, knowing what they went through,
0: mm-hmm. it's like I know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess writing your own story as as time passes.
1: Like I like to be, you know, in the when I'm reading a fiction story mm-hmm. or even memoir, it's really nice. What's really uh, fun about memoir is. You know, you get to glean over someone's life and uh, but you're not in their shoes, but you can feel it. So you get to have that experience without going through the pain that they went through.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a good perspective, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, any other words of wisdom that you would like to pass on today?
1: I guess I would just like to say that everyone has a voice. I know it just sounds very cliche. You have a voice, you know, <laughs> but you know, if you just give yourself permission, if you don't show up for yourself, whatever you want to do, whether it's writing, whether it's playing music, anything that, you know, there's a, an inner child in you that had that dream, that wanted to do something, it's a good time, whatever age, or, you know, part of life you're in, try it, you know, try something out of your comfort zone, like, let's say, if, if it is writing that you're interested in, my therapist used to say, you know, she was, you know, I told her, like, oh, my life sucks, you know, And uh, I really want to do something. And she said, what do you want to do if you were given the chance? And I told her I want to be a writer. So she said, what are you doing about it? And I said, I'm not doing anything. And she said, why don't you sit down every single day and write for five minutes? See how that feels. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. And you wouldn't believe it, but little little things like little blocks along the way, they amount to something really huge. Mm -hmm. People have written books. People have written published works, writing 200 words a day, but they had, you know, they were consistent. So you yeah. could build up something if you really want to.
0: Yeah, I think, um, especially being a mom, and you've done that as well. You've been a stay-at-home mom for a good many years. I think that's a a lot of women struggle with that, where they are, they see themselves as the mom and the homemaker and they aspire to be on the outside and do something extra, but they just feel like they don't have the time or they don't have that motivation being with the kids. So how, um, how did you feel about that and how did you overcome that if you also experienced that?
1: Yeah, well, I've been uh, on both ends where uh, I was thinking when the kids were really young, like, oh, I have no time to myself. And when you're there, it feels like this is gonna last forever. You know, when you, you know, I'm, I'm sure, Sama, you're de- dealing with this right now. You have a newborn
0: mm-hmm. and
1: nights are like, you know, you don't even get a full night's rest.
0: Yes. So,
1: <laughs> it's really difficult <laughs> to imagine that this will be over. It might not be over soon, but a few years down the road, <laughs> these kids will be on their own. Yeah. And uh, what did I do to cultivate my own life, you know? So just even having, like, when the kids would go to sleep, I would have my iPhone and Mm -hmm. uh, I would pull up a Word document and start writing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: there. So whatever little habits that you can cultivate and make it a nourishing practice, maybe you wake up earlier than everyone else and, you know, five, 10 minutes, you Mm -hmm. honor whatever you want to do. Yeah. I know it sounds very difficult, but once you start and once you're like, you know, really connected, you will you will see how fun it is and you will actually make the time for it. You know, when your kid is sleeping, you're like, okay, I can't wait to write. And, you know, you'll actually do it. So first you have to actually start and see how fun that is for you.
0: Yeah. And uh, and Marshal, your kids are not, you know, old, old and grown and out of the house yet. I mean, they're still really young too. Yeah. So you, you're still experiencing that as well. It's not same as a newborn where they're waking you up to eat every two hours but they're still young you have school and you know all that so mashallah you're able to do it uh, still as a mom who's taking care of three young kids and published author now as well so so mashallah that's very very amazing achievement so thank you so much for doing this again and uh, inshallah love to do this again especially once you're next memoir is uh, more in the works and about to be published I'd love to for you to come back and share more with us on uh, on that so
1: thank you so much for having me Saima this was a pleasure it's actually a dream come true